This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Mac, Jack, and Jim Big Football Show. I'm your host, Mac, with my co-hosts, Jack Hirsch, legendary boxing writer, and Jim Jeffcoat, two-time Super Bowl champion of the Dallas Cowboys, a member of the 100 Sack Club also, so uh, one of the better defensive ends in the history of football. So, guys, you know, uh, the college playoffs – uh, stopped last night. Uh, you know, interesting. Couple interesting games. Uh, we had TCU who got off quick and held on to beat Michigan. Uh, Michigan made some key mistakes uh, down by the goal line, uh, where turnover with a fumble and interception, and a couple controversial calls too. Whether the guy was in the end zone and he had. You know, and he scored a touchdown or whether he was at the one-yard line. And there was another penalty before that also, which I think was roughing the passer that wasn't called. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Michigan not only uh, lost the game, but there's a little controversy involved. And the other game, Georgia, comes back to beat Ohio State in the, in the best game of the, of the, uh, of the day. Um Let's let's first start with TCU at Michigan. Uh, Jack, you you watch you watch the game, I presume. Yeah, yeah. And at that fourth quarter, Mac, when Michigan cut it to three points, I would have sworn they're going to win the game. They had all the momentum, and you look at the body language of the two teams at that point. The Michigan players are jumping up and down. The crowd is jumping up and down, and TCU looks shell-shocked, the game that they thought they basically had won because they had a comfortable lead. They were on the verge of losing the lead and Michigan favored going in. You know, it looked like it was that game. And then on that third down play, one play, you know, they blitzed the quarterback, short pass, one-on-one, -on -one, broken tackle. They take it the length of the field. And that's the one thing about football. You could have all the momentum in the world and one play could just Stop that momentum and turn the game on its head. And that's what happened uh, with TCU. But you know what scared me at, at the end? And maybe Jim could comment on this. Hey, how, how you doing, Keith? Hello. Uh, the spearing thing with the helmet at the end. I thought for sure that they were <clears> going to call a penalty. And even a lot of people would have hated a penalty to be called for the game to continue. I think technically it really was a penalty. He did hit him with the crown of the helmet. But can you imagine that Michigan pulled the game out and had they called a penalty? That would have been historic. Well, before Jim goes, Happy New Year, Keith. Happy Jack New doesn't want to say Happy New Year to anybody. He just he, <laughs> Jack doesn't want to have any, anybody to have a Happy New Year. So, uh, <laughs> Cut in. I mean, Listen, I have no control over when I'm brought in the room. Just an right. FYI. Happy, right. New Happy New Year's, Keith. Happy New Year's, Happy New Year's to you. Uh, guys. Back to, uh, you got to realize. Go ahead. No, all I was going to say, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, but this is how TCU played all year, and it was interesting because they're usually down and come back to beat teams. I don't think they were shell shocked. I think they were under control. Because that's how they play. That's how Sonny Dykes coaches them. The stress, then they weren't stressed out. They knew they could make. You got to remember, 
if you look at TCU's record and the people they played, they scored a lot of points. Michigan hasn't been in that situation where they scored that many points. And, uh, and they did it. You got to give hats off to Jim Harbaugh. But before the show, I was talking about it. Michigan's not a passing team. It's a running team. Where TCU is the majority, they're more of a passing team. So they were comfortable in there. They knew they could make plays. And they were, had a lot of explosive plays that time. Missed tackles, yes. And that was Michigan's. That fell right into what TCU does and how they play. You know, before we get to Keith, uh, Happy New Year, Pickles. Glad to have you aboard Happy today. New Year, Pickles. So uh, Jack is not going to say Happy New Year to you, Pickles. Well, Happy New Year. Pickles is in first place with the NFL picks now. He's the enemy. I got to yes. yes. I've been slumping lately. Keith, you made you made a statement last uh, last time we were together. You said that TCU would have to get out to a quick start if they were going to win this game, and, and you were right on the money with that. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to me that <coughs> TCU, who was undefeated, and Michigan, uh, who was undefeated, Georgia's <laughs> undefeated. Only under not the only team that was not undefeated was Ohio State, and you know, well, TCU had a loss. Oh, yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah, lost. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, Georgia comes back to beat Ohio State. Ohio State got out fast, <laughs> and Georgia came back. Um, what is your what is your thoughts on both games, Keith? I mean, were you su- how surprised were you TCU TCU won, and how surprised were you that Ohio State gave Georgia such a good game? Uh, as far as the TCU game goes, I, I liked Michigan. I'll, I'll tell you, and I bet Ohio State and I bet uh, Michigan, so I split with the points and whatnot. I, look, at, I heard a lot of stuff last night on some of the message boards with Michigan. The better team didn't win. Well, the better team yesterday won. Sorry. I mean, maybe Michigan's better overall. The better team yesterday won. Michigan can complain all they want about bad calls, and there were a couple bad calls, but if you're going to give up 51 points – don't tell me about one bad call or two bad calls that beat you. Exactly. You beat yourself. You beat yourself, and that's all there is to it. Now, I give them credit because they could have just folded up the tents a couple of times yesterday and and, and quit, but they didn't. They kept fighting back, and I'll credit the coaching staff for that and those kids, Moxie. You're right. They got into a game that they're not used to playing. I think not having Corum, uh, Blake Corum really hurt this team uh, in the playoffs, it, it might have been it, again. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? The road to ruin is full of woulda, coulda, shouldas. But uh, it might have been a different game if they'd had quorum. But this, you're right. You guys said it perfectly. TCU plays like this. I think Jim said it. They play with their hair on fire all the time. Yeah. So they get it's into fun. these and give TCU so much credit because every time Michigan came back and made it look like, all right, here they go. They're going to mm-hmm. take over. Two plays and they're down the phone. One play a couple times. They're back in the end zone again. That third quarter was amazing. And what was interesting about that game, Keith, is I don't know if you noticed the style of defense that TCU plays. It's a 3-5-5 or 3-5. Yeah. Yeah. And that's more of a passing. That's for because they play all those spread teams. Yeah. So the advantage to them is they have more people in coverage than the normal teams. So I think that they did it. The biggest problem I had on the whole day was in the third quarter when Marvin Harrison Jr. got – that was targeting. Yeah, you I agree. talk about targeting. They mm-hmm. almost killed him right there. That was the yeah. worst call of the day. 
and they should have called that. That was targeting. I mean, they almost they could have killed that kid. You know, and at the end of the TCU game as well, I don't know how they yeah. don't call that targeting, right? That's I mean, they got to yeah. fix this rule. There's too many things that are called targeting that aren't, and then there's exactly. calls that should be made that are, that, that are not made. Yeah. As far as that that uh, Ohio State-Georgia uh, game, I mean, again, Georgia, they showed the moxie of a champion, right? Again, another team that could have just quit. Stetson Bennett, I've said forever, is the X factor on this team because all mm-hmm. he does is go out and win football games. They found a way to do it again last night. Give Ohio State credit. Yeah, I said, I said early on after the selections that I thought Georgia might have drawn the short straw because Ohio State was a one team that could pr- probably match up with them athletically if they played up to third. And last night they did, except on defense. But defense has been their problem forever. Um, C.J. Stroud played one of his best, or maybe his best game of the year. Losing Harrison really hurt that team a lot. Yes. Uh, went out early in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. Third, yeah, it was, third, yeah. it was the um, end of the third quarter. Yeah, so that yeah. hurt them a lot. But, again, they still moved the ball down and scored. And, you know, at the end of the game, they got a chance to win on a 50-yard field goal. And that's yeah. how much more could they have hoped for going into that game? I feel Noah bad for that kid because he missed it badly. But Noah Ruggles wide left. Is that going to be the equivalent of Scott Norwood wide right? Is that nah. going to be remembered for years to come? Nah, is that going to be forgotten? Because the kids are gone, coming gone so fast, it, it won't be remembered, yeah. you know. Real you know, quick, good morning, uh, Rick. Happy New Year's. Yeah, Happy New Year's. Brother Jack, except for Jack. Happy New Year, Rick. All right, Jack. I, uh, right. Congratulations. He's a big Bulldog fan, so congratulations to Rick and his Bulldogs. Listen, we've talked for years about how these semifinal games have been awful for the most part. You couldn't have got two better games to watch yesterday uh, on New Year's Eve. It was a lot of fun. Jack, you might have got your preview. I agree. You might have got got your preview of your new quarterback, C.J. Stroud, uh, to the Jets. I mean, he's not going to fall to the Jets at any point. Uh, Maybe they move up. No, C.J. Stroud's got to be a top five. Be honest with you guys, the best quarterback yesterday was Bryce Young. (laughs) It wasn't even close. Yeah, I like C.J. Stroud, but Bryce Young was in a – I had I, he was pretty good. He played for, great. He's undersized now, but yeah, he played great. He played really good. You imagine yeah. Alabama. I don't want to say a meaningless game, but people weren't really tuned into Alabama. Yeah. I mean, sure people watched, but it was all about the playoffs. I don't know if you saw after the game, but Saban yeah. quietly ripped the portal pretty good. He said, he "You did. know, I, I had, you know, they, he was happy because Young played and." And Henderson played, and some other guys who could have opted out played. But he reminded them that he was missing 10 guys that went into the transfer portal. And he said, I don't know why the rules don't make these guys finish their commitment to the, their teams. He offered every one of those guys Saban, to play. To play, yeah, chance Nick, to play. Nick Saban talking about commitment. Think of that. Nick Saban talking about commitment. Well, he, I think he's been at Alabama for like Yeah, but it was – I think uh, – what he's saying is the Miami deal. I know. I think that's overblown. You know, people get on him for that, but every coach says the same thing. No, I'm not talking Alabama. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, but say the same thing is if you say that about the coaches, you can say it about the players. You what is going on? And you know what I mean? Well, I, I, well, again, honoring contracts and whatnot. You're absolutely right. Coaches have. I mean, there's a penalty because somebody's got to pay these buyouts, but. That's true. They're pretty much free to move there where they want. The NFL, you can't do that, man. 
No. Well, let no, me ask you, no. let me ask you guys let me ask you guys something. Is the TCO victory the biggest upset in decades? And is Georgia's biggest uh that was the biggest come from come from behind win in the history of playoff era? I mean, so would you agree with, uh that that is the biggest upset TCU over Michigan guys? I I'm trying to think of some other upsets. I'm sure there were some I'm missing, but you know, Miami and uh, Nebraska back in 1982, I think, remind. Oh, they went for the two point conversion. That's kind of like that game to me. I mean, a little, it, you know, yeah, the game took place, you know, uh, developed differently, but it was kind of like that in my mind. I mean, TCU is a good football team. You can't get away from it. Miami that year, it, it was called the biggest upset in the history of football, but remember, they were ranked number four going in. It isn't like they were terrible. Right, uh, but right. it feels like that, you know, and I think that's how it'll be, be remembered is that type of game. How about the, um, when Clemson won it, not the recent, but oh. um, back in the 80s. Yeah, that that's a good one too, Jim. Yeah. yeah. The Orange Bowl, they beat, uh, who did they beat? Nebraska? Was it Nebraska? No, might have been Nebraska. It might have been. Or yeah. One of them. Yeah, because sure. they had the, the big eight at the time had the tie yeah. into the Orange Bowl, so it could have been. Yeah, that was a big upset at the time yeah. for sure. I we talked. I talked to uh, Jack and Jim about this before the show. Keith, I want to get you in on it too. They haven't answered yet. Um, <laughs> if, if today the the uh, national championship was decided like it was done before, in other words, you know, oh. you, you you tried to set up uh, the best games, and they chose who they thought the national champion champion was after the games were over. Well, suppose yesterday was the last games of the season. Who is the national champion this year, guys? Is well, it Georgia would have played Michigan. <laughs> is it TCU? Or, or TCU is it, would or, not have got a chance to play. Is it Georgia? What's that? If you're saying the championship game would have been yesterday, the one they put together? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's that's it. That's TCU wouldn't have got a chance to play for the championship. It would have been Ohio – it would have been uh, Georgia-Michigan. Well, well, let's, for, for the sake of the argument, say – that TCU and you know plays for the plays this game for the national championship, and so does Georgia Ohio State. Who would be the national champion? Georgia. 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 I'm not what? so sure anymore because TCU. Pickles yeah. makes a good point. TCU does not have the offensive and defensive line that Georgia mm-hmm. has. We all know they're all going to be high draft picks. Mm-hmm. But what TCU does is they play on the edges. That's Sonny Dyke's style. Yeah. And those receivers are really good. He's got a 6'5 receiver that can run a 4-3. Yeah. You don't hear that very often. <laughs> I mean, and and Keith, he's, got, he's got playmakers. And I, I neglected to say this, too. I'm happy for Sonny Dyke. Sonny Dyke's has kicked around for a long time. Uh, yes, I think I think he's from the Mike Leach coaching tree, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. He coached with, for Mike Leach at one point. Um, keep, 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 keep this in mind. TCU beat a higher rank. Per, they beat the number two ranked team. And Georgia only beat the number three ranked team. But Georgia would number one. They're not going to, they wouldn't have dropped Georgia out of number one. In the old days, it would never have happened. Yeah. It would never happen. Interesting. Did you know, uh, Sonny Dykes never played. Yeah. He never played. His father was a great coach in Spike Dykes, but he never played. And the reason he came back to Texas was because his father was ill. 
What's going to be better for college football? TCU, you know, Cinderella team winning it or Georgia repeating, you know, a dynasty type thing? What would be better? I just think it's going to be hard to beat Georgia. I do too. I but think story-wise, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead, Jim. But to, it's in California. So I think TCU might have an advantage they, uh, at the Rose Bowl because that's where the championship game is going to be. And Georgia's got to come all the way across the country. And I always think that I still to this day, I think that's difficult for teams young or old to come across country. I don't care how early you go. That's a good point. I, I think nationally, I think nationally it would be better if TCU, TCU won. And I think, you know, regionally, uh, it's going to, you know, you got the Georgia fans down there, SEC. Yeah. But nationally, I think it would be it would be better for college football if TCU won. I I agree with I agree with Mac there. I mean, they're both great stories. Either way, I mean, because repeat national champions don't happen every day. I mean, there's only been a handful of them in history, right? Um, But given the state of college football, it would be very good if if the SEC were to lose. If they would have lost yesterday, or they would have lost. If they lose a TCU, it might be even better than if they lost Ohio State because it'll knock those guys down a little rung. Exactly. on my college football holder show, man, I got some SEC elitists, and I love them, guys. If you're listening, I love you guys, but, man, they are, like, on another planet. They think there's no football being played anywhere. Exactly. As and here's as- the thing, too, you got to remember, we're in a different era, guys. Let's be honest. When you talk about NILs, Georgia has more assets than Alabama, mm-hmm. than TCU, Texas, Georgia, and those teams like that, Florida – they can go get the guys they want. Everybody else is it's different because they have so much money. Georgia's got money, trust me. When they when there wasn't NIL, Georgia had money. So imagine I think, now. I think Georgia Georgia's Jim a new answered, Alabama. Yeah. Jim answered my question. I was gonna say as soon as the championship game ends. We're going to see the Las Vegas odds makers establish who's favored to win it next year. And I think Jim just answered that. They're probably going to establish Georgia's the favorite, win or lose. Well, you got to think about this, Jack. How many high draft picks do they have? And Georgia plays defense. Let's not, and I know it was a high scoring game last night, but I mean, did you see what they were bringing out there on defense? They're bringing out men. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they were missing a couple of their uh, exactly. uh, players. So exactly. they, they are good. And and listen, Ohio State found a way. That defense is good. But their weakness was, you know, stopping the ball down the field. And that, that showed exactly last right. night. So exactly um, right. Ohio well, State Pickles is taking Mad Max over Stenson Bennett every day of the week. Well, they're going to play once, and they probably never face off again because probably neither one of them is going to no. be much in the levels. Matt was talking about the way the game has changed. You know, college football in the 70s, 80s, hard-nosed defenses. In this day and age, I mean, defense seems to be non-existent. You have guys come up, make big plays, but you're not going to get like a 17 to 14 game in a big spot. Always high-scoring games. You're right, because they spread it out. They spread it out, and as I've talked about here and other places, like every sport, every rule change that gets made is to favor the offense, always, right? Oh, yeah. You, you no put your hands on guys, right? Well, I mean, I think that's the problem with college football today 
is that the scores are way too big. It's almost boring, guys, you know? So to, to I, us, it is. Yeah. But to the, the average fan, they love all these high-scoring games. It drives us crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We understand why defense is important. Oh, I thought 51-45 was your type of game, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get all yeah. if you're on, on the defensive side. Yeah. <laughs> So, so guys, let's let's move on to the the NFL. Um, some news, of course. We know Tua is out for the year. Let me ask you guys: Is he done? Is Tua done with playing football with all these concussions and the hip injuries? And and I mean, you know, even Jack's buddy uh, Aaron Rodgers says, you know, he should look at just uh, just stopping. It's possible. I mean, Jim can speak to this, you know, more uh, having played and seen some of these guys. We know what Troy, uh, Troy Aikman, we hear after the fact, went through during his career, for instance. He talks about it now, um, you know, that he probably had X amount, hundreds of undiagnosed co- uh, uh, concussions back in that time. Right. And the way, the way the atmosphere is today, I think some of these guys may get pressured or themselves pressure themselves and and decide to retire early because they've made a lot of money early that's another thing you got to think about right you make a bunch of money up front well if you got to walk away it's not the end of the world for you except that's your all you that you know i i don't think he's done yet though i i think he'll probably come back um and hopefully he doesn't have more problems he had a really good year this year until the last month or so he's not out for the year i mean he could come back yeah, he's had an injury-riddled career in college and the NFL, which is kind of interesting. Um, he's yeah. had an injury-riddled career in both. Yeah, I, I yes. mean, he's not going to play long, probably because no, I don't think you know, so. The concussions are but new. I think I don't think he had that issue in college. Maybe he did. I don't remember. No, I, I don't think it was concussions. I know he did because remember Jalen Hurts came in and won the uh, national championship for Alabama. Yeah, right. Well, I, I, I think too what the, what he means oh, by Tua relieved Jalen Hurts to win the yeah to win the national. No, I think it was the other way around, wasn't it? No, it was Tua came in to replace Hurts. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking. Yeah. I was talking, Jack. That Miami's probably out. If they, if, you know, I think they're gonna get knocked right out. So that's what I mean by Tua being done for the year. <laughs> no, we'll have two more games. <laughs> They right. win out in the right. playoffs, and they don't necessarily have to win out. They could lose today and win their last game. In Miami He's out today. I'd rather, I'd rather oh, see oh, him today. Interesting. <laughs> the NFL and the NFL Players Association, they were on the same page as far as two yes. went during the packet game. They said there were no signs to put him in concussion protocol. And that's what I kind of found disturbing because I was at the game. And Tua would throw the ball right to a pack of defender, which no one was around. I'm like, what's he doing? It was like so out of character. One pass throw anyone could make, but once, you know, you're making about three of them when no one's in the area, obviously something was affecting them. Yeah, here's a hot opinion. I think what we did with football is a travesty. First of all, not letting the, the practices. You only can have so many in pad practices. Football is a physical, violent sport. And I'm not saying that was saved to her, but it, if you notice the injuries that are going on in the concussions, I think your body has to get acclimated to hitting, to running, to tackling, and all these things. And we don't do that anymore. And I understand why they're doing it, but that's the sport. 
the sport is a brutal sport. And it's been, I mean, you look at it. What would they don't do anymore? What were they publicizing? The hardest hits. When you watch uh, the Immaculate uh, Catch with Franco Harris, did you see that hit, Jack? Oh, Jane yeah. Jack. I mean, that would have been a targeting today, wouldn't it have? They would have yeah, yeah. game. I watched Jack yeah. Tatum put Daryl Stingley in a wheelchair for crying yeah. out loud. And, yeah, that's right. and no penalty called on the play. None. You, you mentioned a point. Educate me on this. The Denver Bronco team right now is complaining yes. because their interim coach One is making them practice. practice. Yeah. Why are they complaining? Tell us why. Because they've been they've been babied to me. Yeah. It helps you stay healthy and it helps you get acclimated. I'm just uh, that's just how I'm always going to believe. You got to be physical. The physical teams are going to last and they're going to have less injuries. Agreed. You know, I don't think the concussion issue will ever ever get resolved. No, there's I only, don't. Either. There's only one resolution I have. Take the helmets off. Take the pads off. Let's go back to the old days where you're not going to hit with your head because you know, you're going to do every – you're going to tackle the way you should tackle. I don't I'm think gonna, – I'm curious because they're putting flag football in the Olympics. Are they going to wear helmets? Or are they going to wear some kind of headgear? Because you still can get hit in flag football. I wouldn't doubt they do, yeah. Well, guys, just, they're going to come out with studies in soccer right. when they're hitting the ball too much, too. You're going to see more studies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, they have to wear a headgear for that, soccer. That, <laughs> old, leather, that old leather helmet that Jack used to wear when he played football yeah. is going to be worth Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after the game, he folded oh, up boy, in his pocket. Let me tell you, those were men during those times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were. Chuck Bednarik, Jim would have wanted no part of him. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Ernie Stoddard told me he liked Chuck Bednarik. Oh, yeah, he didn't like uh, Sam. Um, Sam Huff. Sam Huff. Sam Huff. He thought Bednarik was tough. He thought oh, Bednarik was Huff. tough. Huff was, he was more of a TV personality. He just did like. He just didn't um, like the Giants. Get out. Yeah, here we go Huff again. Yeah, up the Giants. Huff was terrified of Jim Brown to tackle. He him. said he was terrified of Big Nair, too. That's what Ernie Stockner and Listen, Ernie Stockner Huff, played. Huff made a living. Jack Tuff made Huff made a living off, off of tackling Jimmy Brown. That's what he that's what the whole defense was designed for. That's what Landry Landry designed the four three to stop Jimmy Brown and the guy in the middle was Sam Huff. They all gang tackled him. Chuck Bednarik took him on one on one. Bednarik was the real deal playing yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. I, I'm I, just look. telling you, Ernie Stotner was a Hall of Famer, and he was my D line coach. And he yeah. would always tell us about various Big Daddy Liskum. He played with them all. Yeah. And he would tell me, and he thought that Bignarik, and he'd always say Bignarik was the toughest linebacker. Oh, I, I, that was a tough guy. They called him a concrete. Chuck yeah. or something like that. That was his nickname. Yeah. Let me ask you guys about the Tennessee Titans. Frank Gifford made a concrete. Quarterback controversy kind of ruined out there. I think uh, Willis is going to play today, and they'll see if he's good enough to play in the playoffs. No, no, no. He won't play today. He played Thursday. Thursday, yeah. sorry. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Willis but is anyway. playing practice today if they're practicing. But anyway, um, He's that's supposed to be his tryout to see 
who's going to be the quarterback in the playoffs if Tennessee makes the playoffs. And of course, you got Dobbs wow. over there who, who played a pretty, he did a pretty good showing against uh, the Eagles. You no, know, no, Matt. Basically, the playoffs are beginning for Tennessee next week because their game with Jacksonville decides who wins the division. Yes. It doesn't matter if Jacksonville could lose to Houston today, beat them. It won't affect the division. But, you know, my feeling is Dobbs definitely is getting the nod the last game for sure because Malik Willis, he, he's just too raw. Dobbs at least has a lot of NFL experience. He's more poised. You know, Willis is more like a project, and you, you can't play him in this big spot. No way you can play Willis over Dobbs. Let me ask you guys this question on this. I like Mike Vrabel. I've always thought he was a, he was a really good coach. But right now – there's there's a disconnect in that organization. First yep. they fired the gym and GM, and then their injuries the last couple of years have been absurd. There's something going on that's not connecting. Is it was it the GM not drafting the right players? Was it injuries? Because I know that when we talk about physical, Tennessee has been a physical team over the years, similar yeah. to uh, Baltimore. And yeah. is there a disconnect? Or are they there's giving? I, actually, what I'm asking is, are they giving Vrabel too much power? There's, uh, there's definitely a disconnect going on in there. I think Vrabel probably, probably warrants that power too. He was a, he's a great coach in, in normal circumstances. Uh, I think things have just gotten away from him this year. I mean, you got Tannehill. Tannehill got hurt, um, and he's not that good of a quarterback. I mean, he's, he's playing who he, he's playing the people he got, and I don't fault him for that at all. Question, um, here's, here's question something for you guys. You talked yeah. about Chuck, Chuck, uh, concrete Chuck. Who's tougher, Dick Buckus, Dick Buckus or concrete Chuck? Who's tougher? Ooh. That's a good question. No, I'll, think, no, I'll take Buckus because he played with so many injuries, but he was only half the player he could have been, probably. So I'll take Buckus. And with that, I got to run. All right. Hey guys, All right. Keith was have happy. A, and he's have a happy new year today. Go pick All right. you two guys. You have a great take day. Care, Keith. See you guys. I, take it easy. I want you to take hey, notes. Hey, Rob. There he is. Happy new year, Rob. Happy new year, guys. This is a happy great uh, lead day for you. There's definitely something going on between Robert and Keith. I'm not sure what it is. You know, they don't, for some reason. Keith, I guess Keith uh, yeah. might have made Robert I don't know what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> no, Robert, so how you doing? Sorry. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Yes, I yes, yes. I was going to mention the yes. Tennessee Titans, Mac, to him. I was actually talking about it when Rob came on in this league. Yeah. And we, Jim was talking about Mike Grable, the amount of injuries going on at Tennessee. But I think Mike Grable is a great example of what good coaching can mean and we have something going on with zach wilson in new york is it the coaching ryan Tannenhill, the eighth overall pick in the draft taken by the miami dolphins was very mediocre during his whole time in miami he goes to tennessee look what mike Rabel's meant to his career it shows you how important coaching could be yeah yeah that's true i mean uh you just look at – I mean, for example, I know it's a small sample size, but guys like Baker Mayfield and Sean McVay for a few games, uh, you know, he's, he's looking pretty good, you know. I think he's had like six touchdowns or something like that in two games. 
looks very mediocre uh, otherwise. So, yeah, coaching scheme, system, uh, yeah, that it really does. It, it's the most important. Look how look at look at Sonny Dykes with TCU in college. I mean, what a turnaround, man. Yeah, coaching's a big deal. It's the most involved uh coaching needing uh sport of any is is uh is football, if you ask me. Sure, sure. Rob, Let me ask Robert, you this. your Go opinion, ahead, Robert. Ahead, yeah. Uh your opinion, Robert. If who from what I understand now, Jack says I'm as I, Jack says I'm wrong. Willis is going to give it the chance to play this next game. Isn't that right? Um, no, everything I read, it's going to be Dobbs the rest of the okay. way. Okay, yeah. so Dobbs the rest of the way. Um, what kind of? I mean, I that's if Tennessee gets in, right? Tennessee has not clinched the, the playoffs yet by any means. They still could lose a playoff uh, position to the Jags, correct? No, no, no. I'm, no matter what happens with if you win or lose Jacksonville, it's still for the division. Right. Uh, I think because Jacksonville has, has got a worse divisional record mm-hmm. than Tennessee. Okay. Um, right. So, so what kind of well, what kind of chance do you have them? <laughs> Jack uh, talking at their he's first game. His mic. Yes. What, no, what no, it's of... simple, guys. The Jacks play Tennessee next week. The winner yeah. wins the division. It's cut and dry. So basically, this, the playoffs have indirectly begun for Tennessee yeah. beginning next week. They have to win out the rest of the year. You know, as soon as they lose, they're out. Thank Let you. me ask you this question, Robert. I've yeah. been waiting all week to ask you yeah. this question. Um, uh, back in the in 2000, I don't remember when Jack Doreal was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Okay. The offensive coordinator was the quarterback coach for the Oakland Raiders that is at Tennessee now. Okay. So do you think there's a possibility that Carr would go to Tennessee? Uh, I tell you what, Carr, he's going to get some takers, man. And uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it happen. I know they're going to have to do something with Ryan Tannehill's contract. They still owe him some money. They can cut Tannehill. And I want to say they could save about twelve million bucks if they cut him versus the dead money. Uh, that I think it's on the table. I think it's yeah. on the table. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you that question because I was thinking about that because I was listening to a telecast and they were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So we have we have Carson Wentz uh, is going to play quarterback uh, for this Washington uh, Commanders playoff push here. Um, they're still listen. NFC East, yeah. you got Dallas, Giants, yeah. and Washington. They're still can, they still can all go in uh and the playoffs for the NFC East. Um Carson Wentz, first year in Philly, he came out, he was on fire. Everybody, you know, he's MVP candidate, all this good stuff. Gets injured, goes plays for Indianapolis, gets injured again. Um, yeah. now he's with Washington. What do you think, Robert and Ressi? What do you think? Do you think Carson Wentz has what it takes? Uh, to take Washington to the playoffs. Yeah, I think it was a bad move by Ron Rivera to take out Heineke. I mean, 49ers just got a really good defense. Uh, There's just a few miscues. It seems like the team plays better under Heineke. Uh, I know Wentz is probably uh, more talented, but I, I think there's probably uh, – they're going to – nobody will say it publicly, but I, I believe they got a divided locker room now. Mm-hmm. in Washington, in my opinion, guys. 
Guys, Heineke had been slumping rough. He really hadn't been good, and he's not the answer for Washington. I mean, let's be honest about it. He could come in, yeah. give you a little bit of a spark, but he hadn't been playing well. Listen, he couldn't even get out of the way when Thibodeau was past rushing, and that should be revealing. <laughs> even, I don't know yeah. what is with you and Thibodeau. Who did he have his big game against Tyler, Tyler Henneke? Showed no mobility. Yeah, listen, it's coming out, Jim. He doesn't like Daniel Jones at all. He doesn't like – he's a Jets fan. He does not like yeah. the Giants, period. That's what it is. It he must says, be. Yeah. I told you Thibodeau yeah. would be fine. Yes, yes. And uh, Daniel Jones should get a contract. Barkley is the only thing good on the Giants, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's that's Jack now today. It's coming It's coming out now. We know. So does, does Robert and the rest of you too, does Aaron Rodgers – Make it the impossible happen. Wow. I tell you I what, I got them winning today, guys. I, I think that defense is playing much better. Uh, lots being played into the uh, Tua concussion. Jar Alexander, their lead cornerback, he got injured last year. And it took him a while to get back into form this year. Uh, I think Green Bay wins today. It seems like everything's falling in place for him. I'm a little concerned about Christian Watson. He's got a hip injury, and he's been a touchdown getter for uh, for that team. But uh, could be wrong. Could be wrong. Minnesota seems to have uh, four-leaf clovers in their locker room with all those lucky, fortunate wins. But uh, I, I, I think they find a way to get in. And they Robert, might be I got cheated at fantasy football. They cheated me. I was in the finals. And then all of a sudden, I'm not. I'm playing for third place against PAC. So I got an <laughs> issue with that. But I have Tyler Lockett on my team. And Tyler Lockett's yeah. playing. And with Tyler Lockett, uh, do you think he can be effective today? He broke his index finger. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'd look around. I, I know Gardner, he'll probably play Metcalf. Uh, I don't know. Sim, do you have any other options? Maybe a oh Joel yeah Allen yeah. Watson? I'm gonna play um St. Brown. Oh yeah. Well, uh, for Detroit. Yeah. For Chicago. Okay. You know the brother right. plays for Chicago. Yeah, he plays for Chicago. Oh, okay. I'm playing him, so I do have options, and I started. Oh yeah. But Lockett, he gets the targets, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Detroit's got a good matchup this week too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh. Uh, Justin Fields will be a great play, guys, on fantasy, but Fields has got a shoulder injury, and he's down playing it. I don't know how injured he really is in Detroit. I think they bounce back this week, man. That They they really uh, yeah, kind of show that there's a little off, uh, not quite there yet with that loss to Carolina last Yeah, time. I agree. Well, Jack, look at Jim jumping the gun and going right to fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I don't play fantasy. He, he doesn't it's have fun, guys. They don't care about the format at all. Just let's go right to fantasy. I'm hey, sorry. I had to, I, I got to do this. I know you're in, you're in third place. You're all done, Jim. Don't worry about it. I got cheated. All yeah, week yeah. I was on in yeah, second place. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, fighting yeah. for the Super yeah, Bowl. And now for the, the yeah. championship. And now all of a sudden on yesterday, they put somebody else in there. I don't well, understand. Maybe, maybe you should the call other guy, Robert. This old villain ballads, Jim. It's those mail-in ballads. 
Maybe, well, maybe, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should have called Robert. Maybe you should have called Robert yesterday on the phone or something, Jim. Right? I, feel <laughs> I, feel yeah. I don't understand something, okay? Because I didn't play the game. Jim always reminds me that Lockett has a broken finger. Why can't he play? Aren't they allowed to tape the finger up? He can still catch the ball. Let the ball hit him in the midsection and yeah, bring it in. Of course they could tape him up like and play, that. Jack. I thought he was done for the year. That was actual news to me. That's a game I wouldn't want to stay with fantasy-wise anyways because uh, both of the quarterbacks are slumping. I like the Jets to get the win on the road, but uh, who knows, man. You All right, Robert. Robert, 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 back to the format. De- defense, um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Jim took us off the format. Yes, he did. Uh, he always does that. Uh, you used to do that. Now Jim does it. Uh, <laughs> Jones, uh, Jones and Barkley. I wanted to get a little Giants in there, of course. Jones and Barkley probably playing uh, their most important last few games here, right? They're playing for contracts. Uh, I believe – that Barkley will get a contract. I think Barkley's going to get something. He's, you know, he's yeah. a giant offense, pure and simple. Jones, though, um, a lot of people, including Jack, who hates Jones, you know, Jones for, for whatever reason, doesn't think that he really should get a, a big-time co- contract. And I might agree with him to a point. I think Daniel Jones is definitely the leader of the Giants. He's one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league. He uh, he has he's run for over 600 yards, passed for over 3,000 yards. Yeah, he's one of three quarterbacks in a group of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. I think he's got more mature. I think he's confident, and I think it's starting to pay off for the Giants. If you were the Giants GM, Robert and Jim, I'm not asking Jack. If you were the, if you were the Giants GM, would you sign Daniel Jones to say a four year contract, maybe at 20, 25 million a year? Uh, only way I I'd stand a guy like Jones is we've exercised all the options. If, if we looked into getting Derek Carr, if if we had a a particular quarterback we wanted to draft, or a, a, a Jimmy Garoppolo we wanted to get, if we had something like that, and and nothing of that came through, Jones would be a guy that. I would offer as little money as I possibly could. I mean, uh, he, he's just not shown enough in this many years uh, to, to give him a big bunch of money, and it would be lower towards that 20 uh, range. I would just try to get that down as far as I could because, I mean, I don't I don't see anything real. I think it's just a lot of smoke and mirrors. Really good coach, and Brian DeMoss should be coach of the year, man, with sure. some of the schemes he's coming up sure. with, you know, and y'all's interest. Robert, don't you think at this point, at this time, that Daniel Jones is better than Carr. I mean, I mean, if you if he's you look better at athlete, his, you know, he's got, and he's and he has he does he has no weapons at all. He he has no receivers. Give him give him the Oakland Raider receivers and see how well it plays. Well, the, the Oakland Raider Mac, it's four years he's been there. Here's my opinion on it. Yeah. If I'm going to sign somebody, I'm going to sign Daniel Jones, and the reason is is it's hard to find quarterbacks. You can find running backs. You can have, I mean, look at Seattle with Kenneth Walker. You can find college running because they're not getting beat up as much. But it's hard to find that quarterback. And is Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback? I don't think so, but he is functional. He's the same as Daniel Jones is not that much different than Prescott. 
Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. come on, Jimmy. At Prescott, really much more smoother, faster. Yeah, but Jack, they both had the same amount of wins in the playoffs. Prescott is, but listen, but but if if I'm the Giants, I'm not going to give Daniel Jones big money because you do have alternatives in the off season on the same. What are their alternatives? I could call Teddy Bridgewater. Chance Teddy of Bridgewater? No, no, no. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. You just want to. Wait, Teddy Jason Bridgewater. Mayfield, Sam Teddy. Darnold. I mean, Sam what I'm Darnold. saying yeah. the same class. You could put Daniel Jones slightly ahead of them. Fine. I'm not going to argue that. But I'm when I'm telling you they're same level quarterbacks, no. Ryan Tannenhill might be available. No, they're not. That's I mean, not they're all same level quarterbacks. You don't give Daniel Jones a big contract I like Daniel Jones. Years. Listen, I, I, yeah. Daniel Jones is a young, still a young man who's learning. He's got a future. If the Giants don't sign him, they're out of their minds. That's all I got to say. I would agree. They're out of their I minds. I mean, they're going to have the opportunities. Like Jack says, Jimmy G will be available. Obviously, yeah. Derek Carr is available. But you bring baggage when you bring those guys in. No, I wouldn't go with those guys. I agree with you. I wouldn't go for big money with those guys. No. Look at Pickles all, agrees with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Daniel Jones is willing to take something in the range of three years, $22.5 million a year, which is an elite – that's not elite quarterback money. No. Yeah. I'm gonna work along with them, see if I can sign him. But if you're talking about in the thirty to forty million dollar range, forget about it. He's just not yeah. that good. Listen, I'll, then, I'll agree. I'll agree with you to a point. But guys, if he's the leader of the team and he's only getting twenty-two million dollars a year, say, and you got receivers out there making that amount of, amount of money, yeah, but that you got to put some incentives in there to help him out. And the only reason I think Saquon Barkley is a tremendous player. That's yeah. not the problem, but. You look at Zeke Elliott, what's happening with him. It's the same thing. These guys are going to wear down, guys. They're not going to be there. Daniel Jones could be there for 15 years, but how long is a running back going to be there? I agree. I agree. Oh, without a doubt, you let Barkley walk. I wouldn't have drafted Barkley that high, but I've been <laughs> I've been pretty consistent saying that all around. You know, I might I might sign I might sign Barkley to a short-term contract, maybe a three-year yep. contract. Give him, give him, a, uh, you know, maybe maybe thirty million a year or something like that, just to have well, him stay. For, for <laughs> Let's make it forty-five, you know. Yeah, yeah. why not? Why not? It's not my money. Good point. Frank. Happy New Year's, Frank. Yeah, Frank is all excited. Ohio State lost. Uh, he hates Ohio State, and he's talking he to Pags. Pags is in here. Yeah, Frank. Tune in about another 15 minutes and you can bet. You know, Dressy Crazy, Frank and myself have our boxing show Monday evenings, Gloved Fist. He always starts the show. He talks five minutes of football right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. And and it's and it's enjoyable too. Everybody likes it. Yes. Jack, so. yes. I don't know. You know. I mean, I know you want to talk boxing, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but you know, boxing NFL fans, they kind of they, they, there's a lot of boxing fans uh, that root for NFL teams. So, hey. By the way, Jim, two talls got to get in touch with me. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure that happens. I'll make sure that happens. <laughs> he don't want to talk to you, Jack. Uh, he so, actually does. Yeah. All right, cool. But I told uh, him that Jack said that he couldn't fight, so we're going to find out. They're going right. to referee. That's six fights in his boxing career. Uh, retired yeah. on Dean. 
I think I think that's six more oh, fights. Than you the ultimate compliment. I think highly of him as a fight. I thought he was a better boxer than a football player. <laughs> and you wow. Like that. Wow. You're digging your own grave. <laughs> Robert, so let's get our fantasy football, which you know we have you on there for too. Yeah. Um, what are your best plays at quarterback? Uh this these games coming up. Well, uh let's see. Trevor Lawrence got a good matchup against Houston there. He's been hot lately. And uh I, I think they're kind of overplaying that toe injury. He's playing really well. He's played yeah. well the last few days. He's had extra time to prepare. I like him. Jared Goff at home against Chicago. Uh, they're 22nd against the, the uh, quarterback there. Uh, I like him. Those are two that just really stand out for me uh, specifically. Uh, uh, even Tom Brady's got a pretty good matchup because Carolina's lead cornerback is out. And one of their secondary corners out as well. Uh, J.C. Horn, their lead corners out there. Yeah. Brady's got a pretty good matchup here. That's nice. three right there. Wow, nice. But Brady uh, and that offense hasn't been playing well. Well, they're getting healthy on the offensive line, and um, you know what? They're going to get some pushback. Yeah. How do you, what's your best plays at running back, uh, Robert? This well, week? this week, you know, I do like your guy Saquon Barkley. One of the better matchups. A lot of injuries on the defensive line for care uh, for Indianapolis. Right. And of course, Christian McCaffrey, the Raiders. Oh man. Yes. He is a great, he is a great, great matchup here. I like at you, the running back position. And uh uh, uh what's his name? Swift, the running back there for Detroit. Detroit. Really good matchup there as well. Excellent. Receivers, yeah. who do you got going this week, Robert? Uh receivers now, it's not as daunting of, of a matchup. Your guy, Amari Cooper, uh, is a good play this week. He's a good play here. Against, against, I mean, against Washington. Washington? Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 you, you can beat them on the back end there. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a good play, yes, even though uh, Mike Evans, good play there. Uh, DJ Moore, really good route runner. He kind of falls under the radar. He's a wide receiver for Carolina. They're going to have to throw a lot in that game, too. DJ Moore from Carolina, man. Uh, good play there. And, and, of course, Zay Jones. People don't know about Zay Jones. Yeah. He's a secret favorite. I say secret because he's not even making any money of uh, of Trevor Lawrence here. How about T. Higgins against Buffalo? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, T. Higgins against Buffalo. And, of course, Stefan Diggs. Uh, there's some good matchups. That that's the game of the week, possibly yeah. the game of the year, in my opinion, guys. Yeah. Okay. So if we, go, if, we go to, if we go to defense, how do you like the Jets' defense against Miami this week, Robert? Uh, second, you know, second. No, no they're playing Seattle. Well, sorry, against Seattle. Seattle. My bad. Yeah, play, well, played against I'll, Seattle. Geno Smith is uh, his plays going downhill. You know, they've lost like six or seven in Seattle. I mean, they. They started off like a house of fire, and they're kind of fading. <laughs> I do actually like the Jets' defense on the road. 49er defense. Uh, I like the Browns' defense going against Carson Wentz, one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, and a turnover machine. He's got more interceptions uh, and less games started 
then Taylor Heineke. So I, I, it's a bad move by Rivera. I hope he don't fire Rivera for that. 49ers are probably the top defense going against Jared Stidham, uh, Vegas. How about Baltimore's defense against the Steelers? Baltimore, Baltimore, Pittsburgh are both good defenses. Uh, Baltimore is uh, they've got some injuries now. I think I think Peters is out at cornerback, but you know I really like Roquan Smith there, and they're going mm-hmm. to technically against a rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickle, to be back today. Uh, yes. He'll probably turn it over a couple of times. That's one of those 17-13 games there. So both both defenses are a good play there. Why did the Bears, I couldn't figure out, they traded Raquan Smith? I mean, what was the logic behind it to get some draft capital down the line? I mean, they have their franchise quarterback, so they're not kind of manipulating for higher draft pick, I would think. I mean, what was the logic behind that? You got me. I mean, they've got over a hundred four. They've got the most money by a long shot. Yeah, got money. Yeah, one fourteen million. I love Roquan Smith. Now you can linebackers not as pivotal as cornerback, uh, offensive line, defensive line. I get it, but that guy was a well of a player. He can play center field. Uh, he makes big plays on the ball. He's one of my personal favorites. Him and uh, what's his name. Fred Warner out of uh, yeah, San, San Francisco. Francisco uh, Baltimore knows how to how to do things right, but you know Ron Poles, he's thinking offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, uh, the general manager. They're going to have a really interesting offseason. The Bears, I, I see them spending some money in free agency. Man, uh, who do you think they're going to target? I, if you had an opportunity, I'm just saying, Matt. Yeah. Don't get scared or anything. To get Saquon Barkley, do you take Barkley? Well, they could afford a lot of guys. I'm out of Nashville. Uh, I would love to see them give one of those second round picks to Tennessee for Derrick Henry. The locals don't want me to say that, but (laughs) I take all the emotion out, guys. I look at it. You lock your doors saying that. (laughs) Man, I can't say that around town, Jim. (laughs) Would the Giants actually let Saquon Barkley go and meet his price? Because he truly is a difference maker where he goes. what they, how much more? How much longer is he going to be a difference maker? Yeah, I, I mean, back know, in Jim's I, day, Emmitt Smith was I, I a must resign. Compare him to Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott signed a big contract, and he's been a bit of a disappointment on balance. I, I, I don't Maybe think you can draw that comparison. Well, on how, old is, how, how old is Saquon? 26, 27? Got to be 26, 20. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't think they'll let him go anywhere. He's not going anywhere. That's the only offense the Giants have right now. So. I don't think, and you know who else I like defense? I like the Giants defense against the Colts too, and 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 against Foles. I, 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 I would agree. I think they're gonna. Foles had uh, three turnovers in this first start. Maybe he cleans it up. <laughs> hey, Jamie. <laughs> Happy Thanks, New Carl. Year! Hilarious. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, New Year, man. How you doing, Pags? Pags, you on your way to the game? Uh, well, I, I'm sitting here in the parking lot talking to you guys, getting ready to walk up there. Today's going to be a little bit of a, a softer uh, tailgate day because everybody is at the Mummers Parade, okay. which uh, always rules the day on New Year's. Okay. All right. So you who, you, you guys are going up against it's New Orleans today. Uh, that is correct. Hurts playing? Is Hurts playing today? I think Minshew is, right? Uh-huh. Minshew is back in for uh, round number two. Uh, 
they uh, it was a it was a decision that they made. Uh, he went to practice for the last couple of days. Uh, I think it's just a matter of making sure that he is 100% healthy. So my expectation is is that you get Minshew today, you get Minshew next Sunday, and you will see Hurts uh, for the divisional round. Well, he gets a bye if he if they win today. That's right. why we'll see him in the divisional round. Is there right. danger too much rust with Jalen Hurts if he doesn't play next week and just goes into the playoffs? Because he would have been I, out a few weeks. That that would be five weeks, and I, I have a small concern about that. Uh, but you know that you know I I, I got to say that there's going to be some rust. Absolutely, when he gets when he starts that game, it would not surprise me if the first couple of drives uh, stutter a little bit. Uh, because it's been five weeks that he's been out there. But, you know, it's not like he hasn't played all season long. It's not like it's a Sean Watson type of situation. So I got to imagine that muscle memory is still going to be there even after five weeks. Yeah. How, how worried are you that the uh, Eagles could slip and beat the Saints today? I mean, that the Saints could beat the Eagles today. <laughs> uh, I don't have a worry. I, I think the hard part about this is that they have a pretty good defense. Uh, that their offense really struggles to score points. So as long as our defense does what they what they can do, uh, then I don't have any uh, you know no doubt in my mind that the Eagles will win this game. Uh, like I said, I think I think it's going to be fairly simple to outscore the Saints. It's just they, they can't put points on the board. Tags, we both owe Jim an apology. Me for last week saying that the Eagles were going to give the Cowboys a butt whipping. They lost. Yeah. No. He picked the he picked the Cowboys. Yeah, but I, I, I kind of did, but I thought it was going to be a low scoring game, not a high scoring game. When and I, I said, said it was, was going to be a high scoring game, yeah. And when I Very said it was going to be high scoring, I thought that the Eagles would be able to pull it out. And I know that you had to be nervous about that last that last drive, uh, but you got to see exactly what Gardner Minshew. That's what happens when you don't play every week. You, you start to get a little nervous, and those last couple of plays, I felt that he was nervous. You can uh, say the same thing about Cooper Rush. I, well, yeah, you could say the last thing about Cooper Rush. The, the difference between the two games was, and when you guys started to come back, we did an eight-minute and eight-and-a-half-minute drive running down the field and ended with a touchdown. That was the biggest difference. So then Cooper Rush had to score a touch, two touchdowns pretty quickly. And he wasn't able to do it. Uh, where we were only a score away, and really, if you think about it, we were only 18 yards away from possibly winning that game. So, I mean, ultimately, it, it's that two different games, obviously. And I, I can't wait for round number three when everybody is at full capacity. And that's what I'm waiting for. Now we can see it because – that's going to make the difference because it's playoff football, obviously. And then we'll see because you'll have Jalen Hurts healthy and you'll have uh, Dak Prescott, and there's no excuses. The right. concern I have is the defenses for both right. sides. Well, I think you put it in Philadelphia, and it's going to be a lot different. The energy level in Philly will help. Uh, I think that that really does play a part in things. You know, uh, if – you know, where normally so, and this is going to sound really ridiculous, but uh, when they when they when the coin toss happens, if Dallas was to win, I don't know that I would defer. I would get the ball right away and try to take the crowd out of it immediately. 
if I was the coach. Now, I understand that deferring is like the better option nowadays where you want to get it first in the second half. But uh, my thought is, is that you absolutely, if, if you're going to be playing in Philly in the playoffs, you want to get the crowd out of it as quickly as possible. So you may want to go long strikes right away to see if you could you know, start you know, getting lucky throwing daggers. Pags, don't okay. if the Eagles slip up, the Cowboys could still win the division and they could be playing the Eagles at home in the playoffs. Well, I don't think that that's really going to occur because worst case scenario is that if we don't win today, obviously today is not even a really a must win, but if we don't win today, ultimately we're going to wind up playing the Giants next week and you, you know that Hurts would play. And the best part about it is, is that we are – we really have the tiebreaker. I gotta go, bro. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, Robert. Take care, Robert. Have a good New Year. All right, Robert. Happy New Year. <laughs> click off this thing here. <laughs> sure. Robert, Uh-oh. look at it. All right. See, Robert, technically savvy as Jack is. Uh, listen, Pags, the way it's set up now, the way it looks right now, you have uh, the Eagles, of course, are, are sitting uh, top position. You got Minnesota twelve and three, uh, San Francisco eleven four, Tampa Bay at seven and eight, um, and the wild cards are Dallas twelve and four, Giants eight and six one, Washington seven seven and one. The most likely scenario for the Giants is they, you know, they they play Minnesota first. That's the most likely scenario right now, which I think actually they play the 49ers first. As of right now, the Vikings got to lose. Right, which I think, which I get the number two Right, which I think they're going to do. I think Green Bay is going to beat them. So I, the the way I'm looking at it is the Giants will probably, and who knows? I mean, anything can happen. The Giants play Minnesota because they, you know, they, of that field goal. I think the, the Giants could beat uh, Minnesota. Then they play the Eagles, and you know, anything can happen. Pags, we beat Minnesota. We go in. We play Philadelphia. Couple you guys don't worry about Colts again you know, in the playoffs I mean, before you start looking ahead three we still, weeks. We're looking ahead three weeks right I now. I predicted. They're going to be playing the I Giants. Predicted, I predicted. You guys got your first Listen, I predicted. Just a few minutes ago, and you told me that, oh, anything I could happen. Come on. Worry about Nick Foles. <laughs> because Nick Foles. I predicted. Run. I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about Nick Foles. <laughs> Who's Nick Foles? Are you kidding me? You're going to kill Foles Nick Foles today. That's pretty awesome, kill. right? Nick We're Foles is going to kill the Giants. What? Like 8-2. 8-2. Nick Foles. Nick, Nick Foles will be sacked probably eight times today, Pags. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying it's possible this could happen. I predicted the Giants. I predicted the Giants to go to Super Bowl. I predicted the Giants to go to Super Bowl, and I'm still my pick is still out there and, and could happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the Eagles are, are, are a bad team. There's zero, zero chance that the Giants would beat the Eagles in the playoffs. Zero chance. There's not zero. There's not zero chance. There's no such thing as okay. zero chance, Max. Yeah. All right. There's no they, zero then chance. they got less than one percent. Let's let's get to the Cowboys because we're letting Jim off easy here. All right. 
Cowboys, if 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 they're, they they have, I mean, they clinched the wild card spot. I'm almost positive they clinched the yes, wild have. card spot. They, they, they clinched okay. the number five spot. They automatically have the number five. They can't lose unless they win. Yeah. Unless they win the division. Right. Yes. Right. So if they if they have clinched the wild card spot, who are they in line to play right now, Jeff? Uh, Tampa Bay. In Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Which is scary. Are you worried at all about that? Yes. Are you worried about that? They've never beat Brady. They've never beat Tom Brady in New England or Tampa Bay. And it's got to be a concern. They're going to have to play really well. Now, obviously, if you watch Tampa Bay against the uh, Cardinals, they looked awful. But everybody said they're getting healthy. But they don't look like they're in sync. And that's just me watching them. But it's got to be, there's got to be some. People thinking, or in the organization, we gotta beat Tom Brady. We gotta beat him. Right. I mean, I, I, I mean, I got Pags all fired up. I already he's coughing and everything. I'm sorry, Pags. I didn't mean to get you all, all so excited over there. Nobody's <laughs> talking about the Jets. Jack is back. No, no, I had, I had to get up. I'm in my sunroom room in Florida, and they have these little lizards, and it looked like one got inside the screen. You know that he was going to be in the room, and I had to get him out. It might have yeah. been somebody yeah. from the Seahawks. They were all over the place. Yes. But you could say I'd be worried more about the alligators. <laughs> What's that? They said you could say 50% so, with yes. Psycho. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I have I'd be more worried about the Gators. I don't have a good feel about their playoff prospects. I should be excited because the Packers did open the door for the Jets uh, last yes. week. If they mm-hmm. win their last two, the Jets in the playoffs. But uh, well, what could I say? Well, we'll talk about it when we get to the game. Okay. All right. All right. Jack's not, Jack's keeping his opinion to himself right now. So um, let's let's talk. Uh, did you watch any of the college football packs? I missed the Michigan game, but I did watch the uh, Ohio State game. Uh, I hope they have that kicker on a suicide watch. Yeah, a uh, fifty yard. I mean, it's not a gimme. I mean, yeah. fifty yard. Yeah, is a I, 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 I don't think it mattered. Even if it was like a fifty eight yarder, I, I mean, obviously, I, it wasn't. It's, you're right. It's not a gimme, but it's still, you know, like they everybody wants the kicker to make it, and when he doesn't make it, that kicker feels it. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know it was a gimme or not a gimme. If it was a thirty five yarder and he missed it. He would feel much, much worse. But the fact that it was a 50-yarder, uh, I mean, and that's really that's really more a testament on Georgia's defense getting at it because that that quarterback, all he had to do was just ramble around a little bit more and just run for about five or six more yards. Instead, they lost two yards on that on those on that last four plays uh, to give him that 50-yarder. They just needed to gain some more yardage. Yeah. Who do you who do you, you predict is going to win the championship? Pack? Do you like TCU or do you like Georgia? Georgia. Yeah. I don't I don't follow it enough to really be able to speak intelligently. Uh, I mean, I knew that both TCU and Michigan were second half teams. Uh, the fact that TCU was able to do some stuff on defense to score probably is what saved them uh, because I thought Michigan was the better team in general. So I think this is more of a game that Michigan lost it rather than TCU won. But, you know, that's, that's why they play the games. 
But how about the fact that there was like 200 points scored in college playoffs? I, you know, I, 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 I said it before. I think Jack agrees with me here. I, you know, not that it's not exciting, uh, but it's kind of boring sometimes, especially during the regular season. You got a team scoring 50 points, a guy, a team scoring 10 points. I mean, who, who really wants to watch that? I don't want to watch that. I'd rather watch a but close you're game. Watching, this was like a Madden game where they were but scoring just, points at will almost. But correct me if I'm wrong. For the majority of um, NFL games, it's the same way. If you think about it, Cowboys were what? Uh, against the um, Eagles. I mean, it's just the way football is headed because of the rules. We always talk about them. They're all geared toward the offense. No, not in the NFL. We have a share low-scoring games, Jim. You think so? Shutouts are getting harder and harder to do just because of the way offenses are set up, the way yeah. that uh, – the way that they are refereed, uh, and there's there's lots that are going on that help the offense score points. So it, you know, shutouts are not as are, are becoming exactly. more rare. very unusual. Very well, if unusual. you look, I, I I kind of agree with Jack. I think if you look at a, a lot of the games, it's 17, 14, you know, twenty to seventeen. I mean, there are quite a few low scoring games right now. I think I I think that uh, we talked about this before, Jim. I think it's a cycle. I think, yeah, we got some, you know, some offenses right now that are putting up some points, but you know, the running game is still. You still need a really good running game to win, to control the ball, to uh, to is it you know having a good running game or being committed to running the ball. There's a difference. There's yeah. a difference. If you have two running backs and you're committed to it, say you're going to do 35, 36 runs a game. Right. And just to do that, to take the pressure off your passing game, as opposed to having that great where you get 200 yards like Carolina did last week. They had two running backs run over 100 right. yards. but And they won. But the last, the week before, they played Cincinnati, and that didn't work. And they ran the ball quite a bit. But but aren't you seeing, aren't you seeing now, you mentioned the two back systems, Dallas, uh, Carolina you brought up, uh, even Eagles to a, to a point. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is, this is sort of what football is coming and they're slowing down the game, Jim, you know, yeah. and, 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 and they're, and they're making, they're making the other team go out and, and, and go down the field and, and try to score uh, points right away in certain situations. And even the defenses to me, Jim, are getting a little better right now against the pass. You know, you know, you got some great quarterbacks that are doing check downs now to move the yeah. ball down the field. So, I mean, I, I, I think, I think it's, I think NFL is, is kind of changing a little bit. You're seeing, you know, the defenses get better. Now you're seeing the running game taking over as it has to in the playoffs. Right. And that's always been at the end of the season because the weather right. changes and that's always been, you have to play good defense and you have to be able to run the ball because you don't know what kind of weather you're going to get. Right. I mean, if you think about that, that's what got the Eagles into the playoffs last yes. year. They were yes. they were running the ball for 200 yards per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that that's what propelled them into the playoffs. Right. So you know, no matter no matter how much the game we think the game is changing, you know, everybody does. Uh, I I don't think it really is. I think it's starting to go back a little bit. You can even go. But back let me ask you this question: If yeah. you say that today, 
the Buffalo Bills play the Cincinnati Bengals. And we know right. about the two backs that the Bengals have. And we know about Joe Burrows. But the Bills do not have a, a running game that's equivalent to the Bengals. They no, but they got Josh Allen. But they right. got Josh Allen, which makes a big difference. Guys, right. the game the game should should have always been a passing game. I was never for this pound and ground, pound and ground. It should have always been a passing game. Common sense tells you you get down the field quicker passing. I mean, look at the Dolphins this year with Waddle and Hill. That's the way to go. That's what improves quarterbacks. I mean, maybe quarterbacks aren't getting better. Maybe their receivers are better. You know, you block for them a little better, and all they have to do is throw the ball to an open receiver. Uh, but that's the way the game should be played. Cincinnati, okay, they have Joe Mixon. I mean, who would you rather have, you know, but the key to that is uh, Burrow to Jamar Chase. Yeah, but, but Jack, you say it should be that way. But yet, the more you throw, the more you get intercepted. The bigger chance, chance, Jack, of your quarterback getting injured, right? So, Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Mac. I just want to say something. The way the game has changed from when Jim played. This is the main difference. Right. You got running quarterbacks who are weapons all over the league. You didn't have that when Jim played. They were forced to be in the pocket for the most part. Coaches didn't want them leaving the pocket. In this day and age, quarterbacks even encouraged to run at times, as long as they're intelligent enough to get down. Well, I have to disagree with that because I thought Randall Cunningham and Steve Young were pretty mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, but Randall Cunningham was unique in that sense. But quarterbacks were always encouraged to stay in the pocket. They didn't want them leaving the pocket. But with the rules changing, protecting the quarterbacks now, it's okay for the quarterbacks to take off and run. Look at Josh Allen. If he played during your time, Jim, he wouldn't have been as effective. He would have been forced in the pocket the whole time. What makes Josh Allen so great is that he's allowed to use his legs. I don't know about not that. For nothing, not for nothing, but didn't Fran Tarkenton go to force this? That's right. I know he lost all four, but yeah. didn't he go to four? I, I would agree I with that. They I, had a pretty I, good defense. I mean, I, I only know Fred Darkington from that's incredible. So, I mean, I don't remember yeah, what he, he was. He was unique. But you have a few unique guys. You're giving an example. Grant Darkington Talk- Talk- wasn't really a running quarterback. He was a scrambler. He'd run he around in the backfield before passing. He didn't run and take up yardage the way the quarterbacks do today. But he did run. He was a leading rusher for the – in fact, in the league when he first started for a while. You know, yeah. I, again, I think I think, I think, I think, we try to look for things to talk about uh, to make – you know, it's different eras. It's different situations. But I, I think the game hasn't evolved like people think. I mean, I if you go back and you look at the old reels of Johnny Unitas and Otto Graham and, and you know – quarterbacks of that nature, running backs like Bronco Nagurski, it really hasn't changed that much. The rules have changed, but the game hasn't really changed. I think that's has what it? you you just hit it on the nail, is that the rules are changing. The game is not, and they have to adjust to what the rules are. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, it, to me, and I think that's ruining the game to a point, 
and the officials have a lot more power than they did way back then. You know, I mean, you know, I, I still think the pass interference, defensive pass interference is the worst penalty in football. You know, you, 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 you're, you're, you're at the 50 yard line and all of a sudden you're first and goal on one play. That's ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, things, things have got to change. I don't know if they will or not, but things have got to change as far as the rules and ref and the games go. And, and I don't know if it ever will, but it's got to change or, or the, or the, the game suffers. And I don't know. I don't know. So I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> I'm off my soapbox and, and maybe we should start. Maybe we should start with the picks. What do you think? You want to start with those picks? Yeah, let's do it because I got to get going here faster than uh, normal. Okay. All right. And, of course, I'm in first place now. I overtook both of you uh, in the picks. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The boss, the boss is going to tell us the truth. Yeah, and I should, what are you talking he about? Yes. I, I think I was like. I think I went 13 and 2 or something. No. no, I did. I did. <laughs> no, but I think I did. I think I did. No. You were pretty I close. Winners. I picked a few winners that you guys did not pick. Well, I got a few winners you didn't pick either, Pags. Anyway, so I, in week, I don't know about that. week 16, <laughs> right now, uh, Jack is in first with 145 uh, right picks. Jim's behind him at 142, and I'm at 138. So I'm dragging up the rear right now, guys. So what about that's, that? the, truth. that's the truth. Well, I, I wasn't here for all the weeks, but oh, if you okay. take my if you take my pick, I have a higher percentage. Yes. Oh, well, if Pat's you prorate most of the year, he shouldn't be up for the MVP voting. He's only played part of the year. Yeah, and I can just play back play, the championship. playback. Uh, the... I may not be the MVP, but I can still win the championship. <laughs> there, you yeah, there you go. Unlike the Eagles. Okay, guys. So let's let's start with the Dolphins at the Patriots playing at home. Uh, the Patriots are, it looks like they're, what, one game behind the, the Dolphins or half a game behind the Dolphins? Something like that. Anyway, uh, Miami. In this, their remaining two games, they're in the playoffs. So the math is they're in the playoffs, right? They play Buffalo so, next week. So, so you got a backup quarterback. Uh, you know the Patriots with a good defense, young quarterback. Uh, what do you What do you think, Jim? Who do you like here with the Dolphins going into New England? I'm going with the Patriots. Who's that? New England, because the Dolphins don't play uh as well in the weather and then they just like you said they're gonna have teddy bridgewater so i'm gonna go with the patriots i think uh matt jones is gonna do enough to help him win who you like Jack? Uh, i'm gonna go with miami to actually break their losing streak teddy bridgewater let's not forget he has had success in a couple of places when he relieved Drew Brees at new orleans what was he like seven and oh and he was a starter for minnesota lost his job to Jim's favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins, only because Bridgewater got hurt. So they had to move on from him. But I like the Dolphins to go into New England and, and break their losing streak. Bags, you go, who are you going with? It's a tough one to call for this. I, I kind of hedge a slight bit to Miami, but it, it is in New England and Belichick. You know, I, I, like, I, like this, I like Miami's coach. To be able to confuse Belichick a little bit, I think that they kind of get he enjoys that that cerebral type of game 
against Belichick. So I actually I'm going to give a slight, slight, slight nod to Miami here. Okay, that goes with Miami. So we're split on that. Pickles has the uh, uh, Miami winning twenty-seven to thirteen. Yes, Pickles. <laughs> you're, you're putting Pickles picks now. <laughs> See, Pickles, we we record your picks. Pickles picks them. Pick the uh, whatever. So we got the Browns going into Washington. Washington still alive uh, in the playoffs. Cleveland is eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if they'll. I would imagine they're still going to play Watson. I don't know, uh, but I like I like Washington at home today, guys. And uh, what do you think, Jack? Yeah, Pat was right about Deshaun Watson. He's got to shed the rust. He'll be good next year. It's just. It's a work in progress. Cleveland doesn't seem to be playing for anything, and Washington at home has everything to play for. And Carson Wentz, I think, will do well enough, you know, starting today for them to win Washington, something like 20 to 16 at home. What do you got, Jim? Pax was also right about Carson Wentz. I mean, it looks to me like the, there's a divided locker room with Washington because of Wentz. And I'm not saying Heineke was the answer. And Wentz will win today, but there's always going to be because you never know how he's going to react to uh, the next game. And I think that Washington will win. And they should be. Cleveland's got a lot of other issues. Yeah. Pags? If it comes down to the last drive of the game, Washington loses. However, I think that they win today. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a piece of me that believes that they're going to lose. They're going to lose this game that, you know, you know and that's going to set up a, a play in and win between the Packers and the Lions. So I, I just, they have to win this game. They absolutely have to win this game to remain in playoff contention. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure that Wentz does it. I think Wentz, uh, in the last drive of the game, throws that uh, an ugly pick and just solidifies himself as a backup from here on out. So who you like? Cleveland. All right. Miles Garrett's going to be benched for the first series of the game. I think he was oh. already benched. Yes. Oh, he was, oh, that was already. Okay. Yeah, it was the last game. And Pickles so has the Browns beaten uh, – Washington yeah, 20 pretty good. Browns beat them 28 to 9. Wow. Yeah. Pickles is drinking again. He always drinks Sunday morning. So <laughs> uh, that first New Year's drink. <laughs> yes, yes. He's already going. Uh Cardinals at the Falcons, guys. I will never ever pick the Cardinals again. I'm done with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I have lost every time I picked them. I don't care what Byron Williams says anymore. Um I'd, so, just for that reason, I'm taking the Falcons. No other reason. What do you think, Pax? Uh, yeah, they probably win today because you, you're not picking them. So, I'm, I'm just <laughs> yeah. for that reason alone, because this game matters absolutely nothing. No. I think that the, the, the Falcons, you know, the only team worse than, the, you know, much of a train wreck as Cardinals are, is Atlanta. So, I think right. Atlanta's a bigger train wreck right now. And, that the Cardinals win. Okay, Pat's got the Cardinals. What do you think, Jack? Cardinals are, you know, fighting, not fighting, I'm just joking around, for the number one overall draft pick, it's going to be them at Houston. And so can you imagine the Cardinals in the position to draft 
a quarterback who they like in college with Kyler Murray there. That's going to be a dilemma, you know, that they're going to have. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Both teams are dead in the water. They're going nowhere at all. And it's, a, it's the most meaningless game on the NFL schedule. You know, the Falcons had one of their practice players, Cameron Batson, fighting with the police at 2 in the morning. What's with these guys, Jim? Right. I mean, there should be a curfew. They should all be put in a YMCA and not allowed to leave, you know, during the year something. What's with these guys? These players don't, don't have that. Put them in the YMCA. That's The village people went there. What do you think, uh, Jim? I was going to say, you could have a good meal. You could do whatever you feel. <laughs> At the YMCA? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to go with the uh, Falcons. I, I agree with everything you guys have said, but I just think the Cardinals are a mess now. They're going to they're gonna be playing some guy below. Where is he from? Or blue or whatever his name is. Then Hopkins is out. Uh, they just don't have – I mean, there's that. There's another team that has a disconnect. And I yeah. just think the Cardinals have a lot of issues. The Falcons do too. But I think it's at home and they got, they'll win this game. So everybody with the Falcons, including uh, Pickles at set Pags. Pags is standing out. And again, Pickles is drinking first thing in the morning. I don't know. I'm That's round and coffee. Yes, sir. So we got the uh, Jacks at Houston. Uh, the Jaguars, of course, are still alive. Could win that division. Houston, listen, Houston's a tough team. I respect Houston. I, I, they don't give up. They're a hard, they're a hard playing team. Uh, but I think the Jags are too much for Houston this week, guys. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, it's a meaningless game for Jacksonville. They can lose and win the division by beating Tennessee next week. Doug Peterson says he's going to play all the starters. They want to win. They have momentum going, and they seem to be having a lot of fun. And how can you pick Houston to beat anyone, even though they've been highly competitive in recent weeks? Uh, so I'll go with Jacksonville to keep rolling and win this game, even though they don't need to win it, you know, technically yeah. to win the division. What do you think, Jim? Jacksonville's, uh, I mean, excuse me, Houston's been playing everybody tough. But I just think Jacksonville, like you guys have said, or Jack has said, they're on a roll. And we didn't think much of uh, Trevor Lawrence, but he is playing pretty well. And their yeah. receivers are showing up. So I, I would go with Jacksonville. Ben, <laughs> what do you got? I got Jacksonville in a route. You won't need to play most of his players in the fourth quarter. Okay, so everybody, including Pickles, has the Jack. So, of course, Houston will win. Uh, Real quick today. on that, do you think Peterson's up for coach of the year? He's got to be in the conversation. Especially if he makes the playoffs, he's got to be in the conversation. Uh, I mean, I, I think that. I think the same thing about Tomlin if he makes the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Got to be in the conversation. Uh, I, I Realistically, I kind of believe, you know, you could you could say the Giants coach has got to be in the conversation. Nick Sirianni has got to be in the conversation. I, I and there's there's a number of different coaches that really could fall into that category. It's going to be a tough one to pick this year. It, it's, it shouldn't be the coach of the year. Just yeah. shouldn't be the record. It's maybe how you develop a franchise quarterback. Doug Peterson's done a great job developing Trevor Lawrence this year. 
Yeah, but he's not getting he's not getting uh, the coach of the year because he developed a quarterback. He's getting the coach of the year because of how the team did. Right. So I mean, there's a lot of different factors that are involved. You know, I I, I can imagine that you know. Yeah, whatever his name, Debo or DeBeer or whatever his name is over at the Giants, and uh, that Doug Peterson, both are going to have both specifically because teams were nothing. There you go. All right. So we have the, the game of the week coming up, guys. If you're a Giants fan, anyway, you've got the big New York Nick Foles, a former Eagle quarterback at the Giants, will beat the heck out of today. And uh, that's that's the game of the week for me anyway. Giants win easily and uh, at least by 10 points. I'll say 33 to 22. How's that? Uh, Hold on. I'm, I'm having a hard time here with my speaker. Give me a second. All right. All right. There we are. Now, now I'm back. So we were talking about the Giants game. Yeah. So the Giants will beat the uh, Colts rather easily, probably sack Foles about five or six times, and Saquon Barkley will run for 200 yards. Those are all the hot takes I got for you guys. What do you think, Pax? I think the Giants win. I think that the Colts are a mess. But, uh, I mean, I would just be more nervous about uh, Nick Foles than you want to lead on to. You know, Nick Foles has got a really good record against the Giants. And he's had a full week to practice right. with the team. Uh, who's he practicing with? Come on. What do you got, Jim? I'm going to take the Giants. I think um, the Indianapolis is a train wreck. And, you know, when they hire Jeff Saturday for next year, they're going to be even the worst train wreck. <laughs> well, they're not going to do that. Like I said, I, I, I thought that this was – I thought that they were tanking. This is a tank without tanking. Prophecy. You know, no, no one, no one tanks at all in the NFL. You think the players sit at the locker room and say, "Let's lose this game. We could get a higher draft pick." Stop no, it. no, you're right. I don't believe that. But I believe that you can make choices to not put yourself in the right position to win. A coach can kind of control that who he plays, but the players are playing hard. No one is letting up. You know, no one on the field, at least. Uh, but with that said, you're right. The Colts are dysfunctional. Giants should beat them. Even Thibodeau, I think, might get a couple of sacks, and then he's going to check out the rest of the year. You won't hear from him after today for the rest of the year. This is a type of game he'll have a big game with because of how dysfunctional Thibodeau must is. remind you of somebody who took your cookies at lunch. No, no. Didn't <laughs> start playing himself the best player coming out of the draft. What what Jack what Jack failed to tell you that, that that Green Bay Miami game that was Thibodeau's mom that he was trying to get by that almost knocked him over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now listen, I, I you know on reflection what I said on the show yesterday, I think I own an apology to Green Bay Packer fans. Because the woman who wouldn't let me pass by, she was sitting amongst the Packer fans. But for all I know, maybe she wasn't a Packer fan. That is true. My, my apologies to the Green Bay Packer fans. I'm going on an assumption. I said I thought she had on some Packer. Gear. On reflection, the people around her, everyone did. 
that's easy for me to make that assumption, but I was wrong. So I apologize to the Green Bay Packer fans. All right. So there you go. Packer fans out there. Uh, Jack has issued a formal apology. Can you hear what happened? I tried to get back to my seat in the middle of a round. One woman wouldn't allow me to pass for a while. She didn't want me. She didn't want to stand up for me to get through. Oh. All the men got up, and then she finally figured, okay, she's going to do it. I, it's a kind of enlightened me how fans get into scuffles, but I was very quiet, diplomatic, peaceful. You did like that Patriots fan did it. Um... Uh, yeah, no, I was more timid than that. I was very timid, polite. Like, my crime was I wanted to get back to my seat, and she didn't want to stand to allow me that. Yeah. Yeah. And I want whatever. I mean, I yes. but I shouldn't assume she was a Packer fan for sure. I thought about it after our show yesterday. So I apologize, you know, for the two Green Bay Packer fans who may have been listening to this show. I apologize <laughs> to you. Well, maybe we'll share it, Jack, and you'll go viral. You never know. Yeah. So uh, we got the Broncos going to Kansas City. Guys, is, is, is there an easier pick this week? I don't think so. I think Kansas City just uh, takes care of business against Denver. Uh, what do you think, Jim? I think Kansas City will win, but and it's at uh, Kansas City. But I think Denver will uh, right. at least try. I think they'll try, but it won't be good enough. Kansas City will win. No. Who do you got, Pat? Uh, I don't know what the point spread is on that, but I would take Denver with the points. I kind of agree with Jim. I think that Kansas City might try to sleepwalk through this and in the process of that to have to like pull it out at the very end. Well, that's the spread. Pickles gives us cheese by six. But then they do that against the Texans, Kansas City, and they had to pull it out at the um, the end. Yeah, so I, I think that's I think that's kind of part of what's happening right now. They're just ho hum. They're waiting for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're going to be rooting for the Bengals this mm -hmm. week. So they're trying to do everything they can. They're going to be – that's what I think. I think they'll be scoreboard watching rather than playing. Yep. And at the very end of the game, they're going to realize, oh, we need to win now because Buffalo lost. And Well, the problem is, is Buffalo and Cincinnati play on Monday night. Yeah, it's going to be – so, yeah, they're not going to know. They're going to have to play. So, yes. all right, yeah, that changes things. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas City wins. Kansas City, Jack, who you got? The Kansas City's flat out bet. It's interesting the way a number of Bronco players this week yep. are coming to Russell Wilson's defense. So maybe it shows us we don't really know on the outside what goes inside the locker room. But my thing is, what took him so long to come to his defense? That all season, while Russell Wilson was getting bashed, they could have spoke up a little earlier. Uh, the highlight of this show for me today was when I mentioned to Jim about the Bronco players complaining not having pads. I could imagine Jim sitting down, having lunch with his former teammates and the Cowboys and Bills and talking about these guys today, whining about having to wear the pads. Uh, but with that said, Kansas City's just flat out better. You know, they're on a different level from, you know, you know they yeah. should win either little or lot, but they're just better than Denver. Okay. This this game has uh, playoff importance. The Panthers at uh, the Buccaneers. Um, I'll tell you what I think. I think Carolina comes in and and runs runs pretty well against uh, that Tampa defense that's having a problem uh, stopping the run. Uh, I think uh, 
you know, that the Panthers will play well enough to beat the, the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Uh, not by a lot, but I like the Panthers this week. What do you think, Jim? I think the Buccaneers will win. Um, Carolina's good at home. They struggle on the road. And I think they'll struggle this week. I don't think the Buccaneers will blow them out, but they'll win the game. And then also they have some injuries in their secondary, um, the, uh, the Panthers. So I think Carolina ekes this out. I mean, uh, Carolina, excuse me, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay? Okay. What do you like, Jack? I like Carolina to win and win the division. Uh, they did beat the Bucks decisively early in the year. Maybe maybe age has caught up to Tom Brady. Today is going to tell us a lot. I mean, I know he's led a couple of late drives and won games this year, but that's that's just a small body of work. He's, he, I mean, he's kind of looking his age now. Maybe it's, you know, the players around him. I, I don't know. Maybe personal problems. Uh, if Carolina does win the division, I think Steve Wilkes, should be made the full-time coach, you know, for sure. Taking over his interim coach in Carolina, but that that remains to be seen. They yeah, he's sort of seven and five or something like that. Yeah, he's done a great job, but I mean, I don't know if I would want to work for an owner like that. Yeah. Well, they, they have they have to win the division, Carolina, for us to say firmly he deserves to come back. Yeah. Because if they don't, he becomes just another guy in the coaching carousel. Yeah, Pags, who do you like? Uh, I think um, I'm going for Carolina here. And the reason being is like where we're talking about Tom Brady and like what's his story, blah, blah, blah. The truth of the matter is, is that beyond everything else that he's had happen this year, he's got a new girlfriend. And like I said, they take a lot of energy specifically on the holidays. So he has to deal with her for Christmas. He's got to deal with her for New Year's. I tell you, when you have a new girlfriend, it takes a lot of energy from you. Where do you get this from, Pags? Page six or something at the New York Post? That's he's, been taking pictures. he's been taking pictures with a, a lady friend of his all the time. So if well, you are, at least if, yeah, you know what you're talking about. Obviously, I wouldn't be saying something if I didn't know what I was talking about here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you here, it's he's got a new girlfriend, and that's taking up some time and some energy. And yeah. that takes away energy from football. Yeah. And that means I think Carolina wins this game. Well. <laughs> I didn't even know what to say there. I tried because I know, I know, I follow some of these things here. I follow some of these things. I was the one ready to break it. Just tell my boyfriend before where he's got the board. Where does she live? I don't. I don't have that question. I don't have those questions <laughs> right now. Probably with Tom. Because <laughs> that's going to show you where he's going next year. I mean, okay, he's like right she's here? like twenty-eight years old too. So she's definitely a young, a young spry chicken in comparison to him. The producer's on it. She's twenty-six. Her name's Veronica. So I don't know why we're even talking about this. But. <laughs> hey, hey, I tell you, now, now imagine a 45-year-old guy with a 26-year-old girl. That takes a lot of energy. Trust me. <laughs> she's a model. I mean, 3.3 yeah, she's worth 3.3 mil. So there you go. I mean, this is the same pattern Brady follows all the time. But again, I have no idea why we're talking about this during the football. Hey, well, because, I, because it takes energy. It takes <laughs> it energy. Does. It does. 
So he's got to be drinking a lot of Red Bull. He's not going to be starting the playbook because of this. He won't be ready for this game because of that. <laughs> I'm saying that he, he – I don't know why he looks old and pedestrian. <sighs> women weaken legs. They said that. They oh, said that in Rocky. Yes. Women weaken legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> how, how did we get off? I thought we were talking know. about I, I, you know, Brady never – Brady never even ran well anyway, so that's not that's not gonna hurt Brady at all if, if, if his legs aren't working. So, guys, getting back to football, we got Chicago going into Detroit. Uh, I mean, listen, it's a, it's a rivalry game. I get it, um, but listen, Detroit has to win this to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, the Bears are playing for next year. Uh, they're gonna, you know, I, I'd be surprised if Fields plays. Uh, he's been, you know, banged up a little bit, but. I don't know what's going to go on there. So I'm going with Detroit. What do you think, Jim? I'm going with Detroit. I think Detroit will get after him this way. It's at home, and Detroit normally plays well at home. And I just think Detroit is way farther ahead than Chicago. All right. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, Detroit has more to play for. Chicago really has nothing to play for. Uh if Minnesota should beat Green Bay, it does kind of open the door, you know, for Detroit. If the Jets beat Seattle, I mean, it's uh, no, no, I'm sorry, the Jets, yeah, right. If the Jets beat Seattle, but uh, I, Detroit has to have the game. Any chance of making the playoffs really hinges on them beating the Bears today. You had some different packs. Are you with us? You you taking Detroit? No, I, I I definitely have Detroit. Uh, I thought that they were. Yeah, they definitely were not ready to be a road favorite last week, you know, against Carolina. I thought Carolina was going to win that game. Uh, I think I was the only one that thought Carolina was going to win that game amongst all everybody. Uh, and I think that this week they're being back at home, knowing that the playoffs are still on the line. Uh, all they have to do is with a Washington loss and both Green Bay and their wins, it's a play. It's an in and win game. You know, whoever wins that game is going to be in, and it won't matter what Seattle does. So ultimately, I kind of believe that they are going to beat Chicago hands down. And I think Chicago, after last week playing in the cold and all that stuff, they're ready to go golfing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Uh, we'll stay with you, Pags. Your, your Eagles at home against the Saints. Minshew's playing. Um, Eagles should win this game. I think it's going to be a close game, though, Pags. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. I just think that I think that the the Saints have a problem scoring points, and uh, ultimately it's going to. You know, I think that we're not going to score as many as we have been. I think we scored like I think for the last four or five weeks thirty plus points. I, I think we're going to be under that today. I got us twenty seven to ten uh, Eagles, but I I think that I think that the Saints will come out and score a touchdown early, and that'll be all they do. And every after that, it's it's you know. The Eagles kind of take over from there. What do you, what do you think, uh, Jim? It looks like uh, Pickles is pulling for the upset, 23-17. Wow. Uh, wow. The yeah. only chance New Orleans has is when they walk on the field because the game hasn't started. <laughs> Philadelphia win this game easily. Yeah, should. they should win this. Uh, Jack, you going with Pickles or are you staying with us? No, I mean, I, I'm in between. I don't think it's going to be a route. I mean, I, I think it's going to be competitive. The Eagles should win. The Eagles want to take care of business today, get the number one seed, get it out of the way. You, know, you don't want to go into the last 
game of the year because anything can happen in that scenario. You know, you want to win the game, get number one seed, relax, gear towards the playoffs. Well, I'm circling, I'm circling pickles on this game because this is if this happens, it's going to be one of the biggest upsets of the year. So I'm a, I'm circling pickles on this one. Um, we've got the 49ers playing the Raiders. Uh, man, the Raiders are just that is it's crazy what's going on out there with the quarterback leaving and 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 you know it's just I, that that's got to be so unsettled right now for them guys over there. I don't think they'll be into uh, into the game. The 49ers, uh, with their defense and and their offense that can score, uh, I think the 49ers beat the Raiders. What do you think, Jim? I'm with you. I think that wow, that's very unusual. But I understand why they did it. It's a financial situation sure. with Derek Carr. But I just think the uh, the Raiders are going to get killed. Uh, Josh McDaniels is trying to bring. He coached the quarterback that he's starting at New England. So, yeah, I, yeah but I think the, the Raiders are going to lose. I think the 49ers are on a – their arrows going up. Pax, what do you think? 49ers or the Raiders? Uh, as long as the 49ers don't sleep, you know what I mean? That's the only thing I could think of that could possibly have them lose this game. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all 49ers. I mean, the, the Raiders are just – yeah, you know, we we talk about we, we, I, I keep we keep mentioning how many franchises are train wrecks. I tell you, it's it's a shame because it's like it's hey, this is a train wreck, this is a train wreck, this is a train wreck, this is a train wreck. Too many train wrecks in the NFL. Way exactly. too big a money to have this much of a mess. And uh, it's it's a shame, yeah. but yeah, I think I, I you know, that's what that's what they got when they get rid of their GM and their coach, the two guys that really held everything together last year and got them into the playoffs. Yeah, you went ahead and said, okay, you know, like I said at the beginning of the year, uh, they weren't as good. They got rid of their two best assets, and now now look where they're at. Yeah, it's it's a it's a shame. A lot of money spent on the defensive line. Yeah, uh, far it, it just it's all falling apart. Jack, what do you think? You, you agree with us? You think the but. Upset special. I'm going with the Raiders. Uh -oh. Upset 49ers. Jason Stidham was supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady at New England. When Brady was leaving New England, Stidham was supposed to take over. It didn't quite work out. Cam Newton came to camp for whatever reason. Belichick chose camp Cam Newton, and then it it just didn't work out the whole. But the whole time, Josh McDaniel was his offensive coordinator, Stidham. He got to know him well. He has faith in him. He saw him practice every day. So this isn't just any quarterback who's coming in for Derek Carr. This is a guy who Josh McDaniels who has basically groomed for years. He's going to be ready for this moment. And keep in mind, the Raiders have lost so many tight games they should have won this year. And they easily could have won four or five more games. And what would we be saying about him now? And 49ers, they got Brock Purdy at quarterback. They're due for a little bump a game, maybe, like a little bit of a North game. I think the Raiders, you know, be, come through and win something like 27-22 today. Yeah, all right. You know, and if the Raiders, if the games ended well, at halftime, the Raiders would be 10-5. and five. So yeah. uh, there is something to be said for that. Another thing but, to yeah. watch for, I, what's, what's the overall record for sacks? 24 and a half. 
Oh, you're the saying one year sack record. I'm not sure. I looked for Bosa to get about five sacks today. 22 and a half. record should be removed from the books. Don't stop me with that. Brett, you're talking yeah, about I know, I know oh, all about that, go, but Josh. we can't, we can't remove it. That's fine. No. I, I, but I think I, I, would, I would pay attention to Bosa getting about four or five sacks and going in the next week to possibly get the sack record. These defensive tackles got no shame. They'll take anything their way. If Jeff Cole had 99 sacks, needed 100, and the guy tanked for him, he would smile and take that. I, have, I didn't have a choice in the matter. If he doesn't, <laughs> they do it in baseball. Oh, my God. You know, you know to me, if you get in there 100 sacks, and I don't care, or, or you get, you got, you're a sack leader of all time, the season, you're a pretty good football player. Oh, what? You know, I don't He's just upset that they took it away from Mark Gastineau he was a Jet. Uh, I don't right. want to get in a Brett Favre debate, but he let his own offensive line down. It was a source of great pride to them not to let Strahan get that sack. And then he well, he went and told him, too. He went and told him before the play. So I don't have to get into this. We don't need to get. We got more games. Yes, yes. Let's get on this. Uh, we got the Jets and the new sack, the sack, sack exchange, sack exchange junior going up against uh, the the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. They have to travel across country, which is hard to do. Probably uh, more so for a young team than an experienced team. But I'm still taking the Jets. I still got faith. And White, I still got faith in that defense, and uh, I think Seattle has been coming back down to earth. Uh, what do you think, Jim? Well, you know that Salaire worked for Pete Carroll. He worked for Pete Carroll for quite a while, and I just think that Seattle's going to win in Seattle. I, th I like the Jets, but I just think Seattle's going to win this game. It's not going to be easy, but Seattle will beat the Jets. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I, you know, I hate to agree with Jim because you'd think this is such a winnable game for the Jets. They're playing a team that's been slumping like themselves, both of them at seven and eight. But uh, it's going to be tough to play at Seattle. And Seattle's played hard all year. And I don't like, you know, Robert Salah, the honeymoon period might be over for him because of this Zach Wilson situation. I think he's handled it very, very poorly. You don't shut a young quarterback down like that. You want to make him the backup, okay, but you don't put him in street clothes. I mean, what's the NFL coming to? He went from the the, the future to franchise to being in street clothes, and we're supposed to believe, oh, we're going to bring him back. I mean, they made the they made him damage good Zach Wilson and Robert Salah has got to be held accountable unless it's the front office that forced it on him. All right, let's get let's keep it going. What do you think, Pegs? Yeah, I think. Uh, to be honest, I I kind of lean a little bit towards the Jets. Actually, I, I think that the Jets win this game. Uh, I think that Seattle is you know hit the end of the road here, and they are taken out of playoff contention today. Uh, the Jets kind of remain in playoff contention a little bit. Uh, it's it's. You know, out of all, out of both of these teams, I, I, I'm kind of going for uh, the Jets. It should be a good game. You got the mm -hmm. uh, the Rams going to the Chargers. The Chargers clinched a wild card spot. Uh, I don't think that matters. I, I think they they want to go in there being hot. 
I think the Rams are all done, and uh, Baker Mayfield's probably going to get sacked <laughs> a few times by the Charger defense. He's kind of come back to earth. Uh, well, he will come back to earth today. Uh, what do you think, Jim? Ooh, this is harder than you think because um, what the Rams did to Denver last week, I know Denver's not very good. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think the Chargers win, and they're both obviously so five. They'll only be 10 uh, people at the game, so five right. for each. So I'm going to go with uh, the Chargers. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, who's the home team in this game? Uh, the Chargers are. Let's right. see. So uh, now, now there'll be 14 people because you'll have those people that have traveled from San Diego uh, that uh, those four extra people will help. Uh, yeah, this is I, – I I don't think that the Chargers care about this game. So I kind of believe that the Rams are going to do it just because of that. Uh, again, Nick Bosa, I think, comes back here for with yes, the Chargers yeah. today. So I, I kind of look at it like that on getting him some playing time, getting his legs under him for the playoffs and such. Short of that, I don't think the Chargers care about anything else. Uh, and ultimately, uh, it's going to show. And I think Baker Mayfield uh, is going to continue playing well and try to solidify a spot in L.A. from here on out. Jack, uh, you, you said you like the Chargers, right? Yeah, Chargers. Let me ask you a question, Jack, real quick. Don't you think a team wants to go in and they don't say it doesn't matter right now. They want to go into the playoffs being hot. They don't want to be in there playing games during the end of the season, right? I mean, am I right? I think they want to go into the playoffs being healthy. I, I'm not a big believer in momentum, but I will say this. We tend to get brainwashed by a team's overall record. We look at the Chargers 9-6, and six, and when we think of the AFC – Who's going to go to the Super Bowl? We think of the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals. But a team like the Chargers are very dangerous coming up to rear because because for the last few weeks, they've been basically as good as any of those other teams. I I think they're a very talented team, that's for sure. Uh, We've got the Vikings going to Green Bay. Green Bay normally has their way with the Vikings, um, especially in Green Bay. Jim mentioned it's going to be warmer up there. Uh, today the normal. I like the Vikings. Uh, uh, I don't think uh, you know that Jack's boy is going to be able to, to get out of to get out of the stadium today at, with a win. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Who do you like, Jack? My boy Aaron Rodgers is amazing. They're going to beat the Vikings today. They're going to win next week. They're going to go in the playoffs, and then they're going to go to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game and win there and go to the Super Bowl before they lose to Buffalo. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I mean, the Eagles are in trouble either way. They're either going to play the, the the Packers or the Giants, and this is a big L right at the end of the game for that for them. So, ahead, the Pat. math might not work out to play the Eagles in the championship game. Right. The right. So they might He's have to come the early in the playoffs. That's even worse for Philly. <laughs> what do you think, Pat? <laughs> Uh, I think the Packers win this game. I, uh, I think, I think we're we're not hearing all that story. I think Jack did get dropped on his head by that woman, uh, you know, and he's leaving that part out of the conversation because uh, he was just a little too angry with her about just not getting up. So I mean, I, he probably did get dropped by her uh, on his head a little bit because he's talking punchy. Uh, but I, I definitely have the Packers beating the Vikings today, Jim. 
Are you going to go with Minnesota and your buddy, or are you going to take going with Minnesota? I just think yeah. Minnesota is a better team. And Aaron Rodgers has been playing better the last couple of weeks, but the Aaron Rodgers train is done. Yeah, my producer oh. over there is going. My producer over there is going. Yes, you know you two are you two uh, agree on Minnesota a lot. Uh, Steelers at the Ravens. Uh, listen, the Ravens are at home. That's the only reason why I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, a big rivalry. Um, you know, uh, this kind of maybe uh, would uh, would Tomlin still have a shot at making 500 if they lose? I think you know, they got to win the next two games. Okay. I, think, I think this may be his, his first losing season then. So I'm going to take the Ravens. Jim, who you got? I got the Ravens because they're at home. That's the only reason. And they beat a couple weeks ago, they beat um, Pittsburgh in uh, Pittsburgh. So I'm just going to go with the Ravens, just eking it out again. Jack, who do you got? Yeah, um, emotionally, I want the Steelers to win. Uh, you know, I'm a Mike Tomlin fan. I'm rooting for him to keep the winning record strong. But I kind of feel the Ravens are going to eke out this game at home, something like 1917. How about you, Pegs? You, you on board? Uh, nope, I'm Steelers. I got Steelers winning this game. Uh, Tomlin does keep the 500 record. And, and, you know, amongst everything else that's happened again last year, too, that when all was said and done, three teams from the AFC Central may get into the playoffs. I think that with everything going on, that it's still possible that they can make it in. I, I would not be surprised. You know, you know, had had the Chargers just played for the tie, they'd, they'd both been in. Instead, the Steelers made it in. I think that the Steelers have luck on their side and they make it in again. They beat the Ravens today. It's possible. Definitely possible. All right, so the uh, Monday night, really good game, guys. Bills go to Cincinnati. Um, I mean, this is, to me, this this may be a championship preview here. Uh, Casey, of course, is still in it. But I, I, I like the Bengals here. I like Nixon uh, against the Buffalo Bill running game. You know, he's one of the best backs in the league. Um I definitely like I like Joe Burrow's uh, passing against the Bills secondary. Josh Allen, you listen, he'll give him. A, he'll, he's going to be there and, and playing well. But you know, I, I like the Bengals' defense too. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati, uh, Jim, uh, and at home. What do you? Think? I'm going with Buffalo, and the reason I'm going with Buffalo is that they, they lost Collins this week, and I know he wasn't the answer, but he was playing pretty well in their winning streak, and they got to figure out what they're going to do at right tackle. And Barrows is used to getting hit a lot, but I think it's going to affect the running game more than their passing game because uh, the Bengals do have three really good receivers in Boyd, obviously Chase, and Higgins. But I think Buffalo wins it because if they don't, then they lose home field advantage for the playoffs. You Not definitely. Football. They could still you, get home field. Yeah, they yeah, still yeah. Good, but, uh, Kansas City is the, uh, what, the second seed? Yeah, Kansas City is the second seed. So actually, Buffalo, by losing, would drop to the third seed. Um, Kansas City would get the number one seed, and then Cincinnati would overtake them as well. And then both Cincinnati and Kansas City would have to lose for Buffalo to gain it back again in the last week of the season, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, that's why I think Buffalo will win. They're oh, oh, that's not why, Jim. You played for Buffalo. You're just a homer, just a minute. That too. But... All right, thank you. <laughs> Jack, 
Yeah, it's a toss-up game. Cincinnati is playing actually a little better than Buffalo at this moment. But I'll go with Buffalo 28-25 field goal last play of the game, that type of situation. Okay, Bags, you on Buffalo train or you on the Cincinnati uh, air, airline? Can't go against Joe Burrow during this time of year. I got Joe Burrow and Cincinnati winning this game. Uh, and it's going to be it's going to be a good game. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I'm not going to predict the score, but I, I think it's going to be within a, a one score game, obviously. Yeah. And and Pickles goes with Cincy in a close one, too. I think it's going to be a great game. That's for sure. Whoever wins that game. Yeah, it should be an awesome game to watch. When Buffalo okay, wins folks, we've come to the we've come to the end of the show, our New Year's show. A lot of fun, as always, with all the great guests we have on there. A lot of. Uh, of views and likes and as we always do we try to have as much fun as possible even even uh even though uh we do give you some really good uh football coverage i think i think we really cover all aspects of football so including we even talk about things like uh you know brady's love life and the modeling in case you're into that too so i mean we got that for you too so we try to cover everything 26 years old her name is what veronica i think Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, thank you, Pickles. You're a big part of our show on Sunday. Folks, yeah, have yes, a great New Year. we got to get you on the show. Yes, yes, we do. Happy so, New Year's, guys. And as always, Happy go Birds! Yes, yeah. as, always, as always, as I say, I hope your team wins, guys. Have a great day. All right. Have a great day. Hey, guys.